this is FYI, a series of podcasts featuring the biggest challenges in marketing and advertising telling their stories. These are honest and open conversations and will break down the barriers as to the who, the why, the what and the how of best-in-class marketeers from a variety of different sectors. Each week we'll be profiling a different person, learning about their journey and having a bit of fun along the way. This week's podcast guest is Lee Wilcox, co-founder and CEO of the Electric House Group. Electric House are a social media publisher based in Birmingham who create engaging and effective content that disrupts the agenda. They're an agency of over 60 people and home to the largest online construction community in the UK on the tools and also one of Facebook's largest community groups on a budget. Lee is an entrepreneur with a passion for social media. He's not only hugely successful at what he does, but an absolute legend of a guy. I'll be talking to Lee about the fascinating journey to setting up on the tools and then the wider electric house group. My name is Chris Gunn, co-founder and managing director of Love Gun, and this is FYI with Lee Wilcox. To kick kick off all of these, we're doing a little bit of an icebreaker, a quick fire round, literally, what would you rather is that type of thing, okay? And and some, you know, some questions about you. So, first off, red or blue? Red. London or Birmingham? (laughs) Birmingham. So, would you rather have jelly legs or sausage fingers? Uh, Sausage fingers. Would you rather time travel or be invisible when you want to be? Time travel. Anyone who answers being visible on that is a pervert. <laughs> uh, Facebook or Instagram? Oh, Facebook. Okay, interesting. Um, right, this one's so random. What would you rather? You were constantly followed by a gaggle of geese or always have to wear a three-foot-tall top hat? So you've got, you've got to wear top hat. A top hat, okay. The top hat, yeah, because the, I think the gaggle of geese are going to be pretty noisy, man. That's yeah. going to wear thin. I Whereas, thought about that as well, you know, they they when you're sleeping, they're just going to be there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be too noisy, that is. <laughs> uh, next one, nickname. What's your nickname? Uh, I get called Lisa a lot, and that's because it was, um, uh, when we were kids, there was a, a guy called Lisa who did the news round. Oh, yeah, you know, I know Lisa. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. What would be your last meal? It would be uh, chicken pasta, basmati rice and a pashwari naan with some mango chutney. Wow. Proper proper curry. From a particular yeah. curry house? You want to shout one out? Uh, yeah, Marmion. Marmion in Tamworth. Okay. Marmion. All right, nice. I'll be up, up there. Just around the this. corner. Well, we're about, <laughs> we're about a minute's walk from it. Great one. Beautiful. Um, and then a last book you read? Are you a reader or...? Um, you know what? I wish I wish I was more of a reader. I sort of try. Um, the last book I read was Shoe Dog. Okay, Shoe Dog. Which is the um, the book. I can't remember the guy's name. That like, the founder of Nike, and it's a, a really wicked story. Right. So, All right. So good. Nice. I'll yeah. give it a go. I'm written it down. Yeah. Well, well worth the read. Okay. Nice. Really good. Right, well, that was your quick fire questions. Did you, did you enjoy them? Yeah, it's good. Short and sweet. So, I, yeah, I suppose, like, really excited to get you on here, mainly because, obviously, you know, we've been working together for the far, past couple of years now, and, you know, I, you, you guys over at Electric House, you're infectious, you're, you know, full of energy, an amazing agency doing amazing things, and I think your story is super interesting as well. So... Lee Wilcox, tell us the journey. Tell us the journey to Electric House. Like, so let's start off. How? <laughs> very general there. How did you? How did you start on the tools? How did it? How did it all come about? Yeah. So me, me and Ad, um, the other, the co-founder Adam Barry, give him a quick shout out. He's, he's now our creative director. Um, we were just we were just getting pissed on a Friday night. <laughs> um, all good stories start that way. Yeah, so we've known each other since we were kids. Like we used to go on family holidays. Like I'd go with his, uh, with his dad, and and he'd come with, with my family and stuff. And um, we went to the same high school, went to the same junior school, same high school. Like you know, been really close. And then he was working in the trade, so he'd been in the trade for about twelve years. And um, at the time, I'm living with my mum and dad, and we're in my mum and dad's garden and, uh, on a Friday night. 
and he's moaning about the fact he can't want to plaster it on a job um, that he's on. And um, I'm at the time I'm I'm a director in like a sports franchising company, so we used to set up small sided football leagues. So like both of us are in jobs that just don't relate to media or um, you know uh, socially in any way whatsoever um, or content creation and. Um, we just came up with this idea that we would create a, uh, an app that would allow the construction industry to connect with each other because it was all about the fact that people weren't, I was adamant there'd got to be something, something out there that like a platform or something that people would be using. I was just a bit of a geek, I guess, in terms of like tech, I used to love, you know, a bit of tech. And he was like, there's nothing, you've got things like check a trade rate of people, but it's very much if you want um, a trade person to come to your house um, it's been vetted and they'll come and, you know, fix your boiler or whatever it might be. Um, there was nothing on for that B2B perspective on site. So we just got bladdered and then came with this idea to create this app. Next morning, Ad rang me and he's on the way to, it was a Saturday morning, he's on the way to work in London. He's travelling from Birmingham on a Saturday morning to go to fight on uh, in London. And mm. uh, he's like, are we going to do this thing? You know, we're going to do it. So we, we spec'd out what uh, an app might look like, sent it off to a freelancing website in India. Um, and uh, and that's sort of where it started. And yeah. then, did you have the name then? Did you have the on the tools name? Yeah, we had the on the tools that say this funny story with it. So well, I came up with the name for on the tools, right? Um, even though really by rights, Ad Ad should have come up with it. You know, he's the one in the train. But um, and Mark, one of the other guys involved, um, uh, he's our he's our head of client partnerships. Um, sorry, he's our uh, client partnership director actually and um, he, I told him and had the name I pitched it and was like I think we should call it this this was about a week later and uh, they were like mm, I don't know uh, let's use it for now and something that <laughs> long <laughs> but it, it's become so prominent in the industry and um, we couldn't have called it anything else yeah. but, uh, so we've got the name we've got this idea for the app and then but we had no money, you know, we, we were broke, like, Ad was broke, I, like I say, I, I, so I'd, I'd got, I'd, I was like recently divorced, living back at my mum and dad's, I was like in loads of debt, I was, I was like this close to thinking, fuck it, I'll just go bankrupt, like, mm. you know, um, and then this sort of made me not do that, this idea, and then when we, so, roll forward, say, um, Two months, we were we started social channels off the back of ads saying, "Oh, actually, we've got, you know, I've got loads of funny videos of people on site sharing with all the time." He didn't. He had like four, and we ended up having to like scour, ended up having to scour YouTube for a couple of weeks for content. We were just basically posting content on Facebook and just trying to gather trade people into one spot. And we were like, "If we can get hundred thousand trade people within a year, then the app will be ready. We'll test it. We'll launch it." Yeah will be rich, like that's the business model. Mm-hmm. And then um, after three months, we had 250,000 people following the page. Wow. And after the after sort of like two weeks, people were just sending us, out, uh, sending us content in. So we started licensing that content and then reposting it back out. What do you think is the, like, the key to creating a community of that size so quickly? Do you think you were just onto an amazing idea? You, were, you, had, a great conne- you had great connections yourself? Yeah. Or- yeah, I think, look, there's a whole host of things that go into it. I think timing is everything, isn't it? Um, you know, this isn't the point where Lab Bible, and the reason Ad suggested it was because like, Lab Bible, had, uh, I think they just hit like the million mark of 1.5, something like that. So in comparison to what they are now, what the, what they became and how fast they grew, they were quite, you know, a really early, early sort of stage. Mm. Um, and I guess the aim really for us then was like, let's just build a construction version of Lab Bible. Yeah, and if it's tiny in comparison, that doesn't matter because we only need trade people. Yeah. Um, but I think the power of it really is the relevancy, isn't it? It's, it's that that's where if you it's the timing and the relevancy. I think niche is better now. Niche is is more powerful than than mass. You Absolutely. Know? Um, and and I think that's where on the tools has sort of stepped into its own, I guess, and that and how <clears throat> how it's grown in such a unique way and, and been able to I, I guess capture the whole industry really uh, in, from that perspective and and really stay authentic and, and not become something that was just uh, you know like a viral one off it's it become sort of you know excuse the pun but it's 
become cemented in the industry, you know, it's (laughs) it's fixed there now. So, yeah, so we had this like huge growth at the beginning and, 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 but we weren't making any money, right? You know, Mm. (laughs) Andy always says, um, Andy Fader, our current director, is always like, locks don't pay the bills. And he always had that mantra and he was always like, where are we actually going to make any money from? You know, but this is great, but how do we, how does this work? And then after about six months, we, People were asking for things like um, like branded like hoodies and t-shirts and stuff. So we we set up an online store um, in about two days and asked the audience, asked the community for the top slogans for a certain trade. So we chose six trades and said, you know, give us some funny slogans that you know, or trades yeah. or whatever. From yeah. Give give us a couple of uh, give us a couple of slogans. And you know, granddad can't fix it. We're all screwed. And you have things for Father's nice. Day. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All, all sort of like. The one, the uh, it was a sort of like a, a caricature of um, Lionel Richie, and then and, and it was he had a he had a trowel in his hand, and it was oh, what a feeling when I'm plastering the ceiling. Yeah, you know, and like they sold, <laughs> you know, crazy man. Um, so we set this thing up, and we went through the page and just picked the ones with the most likes on the feed. You know, it was a great business model. Yeah, we set this uh, shop up um, in a couple of days. I made some not really crappy designs and then we did like 800 pounds worth of sales in the first week Amazing. um uh and so I, I quit my job i was just like i went in and was like i'm done i've, I've solved it uh, <laughs> done 800 quid i'm sorted i'm sorted because <laughs> uh, at this point i'm still working full time for about six months in i'm working like i'm leaving my house at like half eight in the morning i'm getting back about half six and then I'm spending like seven o'clock until one o'clock in the morning on the Facebook page answering mm. messages. We were getting about 152 messages a day, yeah. all with like video content on and stuff. It was just becoming this like full time job. This is why we needed money. So we set the shop up and we did that. So I, I quit my job and then in the first month we did 15 grand worth of sales on the, on the shop. Wow. Um, mental. That is amazing. You know, we sent we sent the first lot of. I always remember me and my mum packing all these orders, right, in my mum's house in the living room. And we, and we sent the first lot of orders out in green, like, refuge bag, like bin liners. So I hadn't <laughs> thought any, I hadn't thought about the fact that we might sell stuff, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we, it was a real dodgy effort. And then we just got better, you know, we ordered bags. We, you know, that, that house became like a um, fulfillment centre. We nice. get them ordered and then get them sent in. And yeah. then we bought the... The equipment ourselves, and we got an office, a, 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 tiny, a tiny office. Then Ad left the, the construction industry, and he left on. Uh, he dropped. Uh, he was on the tools, and he moved to on the tools. You know, nice. um, <laughs> and he became the guy who did, did all the content because he knew it better than me. He he was the the community. He was the audience. Yeah. You know, that demo we were trying to reach and create content for that was him, um, mm. and that's where the pays then really started to fly. Yeah. Um, you know, we hit the million mark, and then um, we we managed to get Andy on board because we the app came back and it didn't work. Yeah. Um. So we finally got the first version of the app back, and it and we just sat our pants pulled down on it. We, it's, uh, really it's just... like made in like OS three, I think, and then mm. um, they just uh, and they just moved on to iOS six, I think. And then yeah. iOS three just didn't work anymore. Mm. Um. So what? So where where are we now in terms of year? Is this just twenty? So you're talking. Yeah, so we started in 2014, yeah, and yeah. then um, so we're now stuck at the at the end of 2015, start okay. of 2016. So we we had our first Christmas with the shop, which was just mental. Yeah, um, we were like four weeks behind on orders because we just couldn't get out. Really? I mean, me and Ad spent we used to spend about 17, 18 hours a day in that office just packing mugs and t-shirts, and it was just insane. Um, we didn't even have it, like we shared a bag. We didn't have a car. Yeah. And these were cars. We just used to walk down to the office in the pissing rain uh, through the winter. Through the, it, was, it was grim, but we were like, at least we've got like we weren't really making much money. We were just sort of turning it all over. It just meant we could take some out, put it back in, take yeah. it out, put it back in. Interesting. Um, so in terms of um, so you mentioned bringing on Ant, bringing in Andy Andy Taylor. Obviously, he's the he's the commercial brain. So what was the what was thinking behind that? And what did you want out of bringing him on board? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, this is what it, it, it became because when the app came back and didn't work, we were like, "What do we do now?" 
you know, we'd had, um, I remember it, it was, it was early 2016, and we'd had that amazing uh, Q4 on, on the shop, and then it was our first proper Q1, and it just nosedived, like, mm. the orders just stopped, you know, mm. it's January, February. Post-Christmas blues, like, yeah. It's like... And then we had one deal that we had with um, with a brand within the construction industry, and, and and they stopped. They were basically like licensing content from us. It was like a really easy gig, and we were making more money from it. And they stopped doing it. So we'd gone from like making a, a couple of grand a month to like losing a, sh- a shit ton of it. And we were like, oh my god, like what mm. what do we do? Yeah. So we just we basically lied to Andy Taylor. We just said, look, so he's a shareholder, you know, and, and he's working. So me and Andy used to work with each other um, yeah. in, in the other business. He stayed there, and I left. Um, we said, look, if we can get three months worth of salary in the bank for you, will you come? We need you to come on board. We need to start selling content. Other people are doing it. We've looked across the landscape and thought we can create content for brands here and distribute the help through the audience. You know, mm. it's growing at a rapid rate. Yeah, it's niche, so we can we know who the we know who the clients are. Like, yeah. it's perfect. And so we we sold ourselves a little bit. We did did stuff probably you know we should have done in terms of like spammy sort of sales stuff and like yeah. you know real price stuff stuff. Needed money to be in the bank. We got about five weeks of salary in the bank, and then we just flagged him. We was like, "Yeah, we've got it." Like, you're gonna. So he didn't even have to check it. You didn't have anywhere near the three months. <laughs> we didn't have anywhere near it, but we thought, well, you know, if we keep doing this, we will. And and, and obviously, if he comes on board, then we'll make more money anyway. Yeah. Um. So we spent that year then. Um. Andy came on board in the May that year, and and we spent the rest of the year. The target was we need to get three clients. Like retained or more like ongoing clients because we were just so hand-to-mouth mm. and we started building the app again in the UK so we, we, we've got a bit of money and we, we started building that again so it was all about retained partnerships and that's where we that was the year that we saw became this like media business that we you know we've never planned to be we meant to be a, you know like a tech startup yeah. uh, and then we changed direction and, and it was the best decision we ever made yeah uh, you know, in, in terms of where the where the journey went from there. So, in terms of like, you know, now you've now you've brought in this commercial mastermind, and then obviously, you know, you've got yourself and uh, you've got yourself and Adam pulling the strings in terms of, you know, the I suppose the day to day and the business side. What was what would you say was the biggest breakthrough in terms of like bringing a client? We did um, a game. We was on a black job. It's like I feel like we were like a bunch of cowboys, but um, <laughs> I, we, think, um, I, I think you know. I think most people are blagging early doors. I can, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> you've got to here, you're just trying to make things work. And, and we knew, the thing is, we knew we could do it, but we just had no case for this to show that we could do it. Yeah. And I, I think that's the difficulty when you're first starting. So we, we, we did, um, we did a piece of content producing. So we've been trying to do some work producing and, um, and, and sort of trying to get, get in the door there. And, uh, we did a piece of content that was surrounding like, uh, apprentices going, you know, getting into the industry and stuff. And it was something that Jason really wanted to focus on, on young trade people. And so we went there for the day. Like, I think Ad directed. I was like, I think I was on Lolly in. I was, you know, we, we hired two freelancers to come in and, um, and shoot for the day. And, and actually they both ended up working for the business. But one of the guys is still with us now, Jeff. Um, oh, amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, so, and, and these guys were great, you know, I mean, Jeff's like been in the industry a long time and he's he, he, he an absolute genius and they sort of helped us out on the day and we, we you know, we casted, we did everything and, and we just did it for like bare bones, like, I can't remember what we charged, but it was nothing, we didn't make any, we lost money on it, but, and then we distributed it and it got like a million views um, and then Jason signed up, we then signed him up for two years, for a two year deal then. Off the back of that, that was the breakthrough. Wow, that's the, that's, the, that's the one I always remember. Yeah. Um, what kind of? Um, and, and that little tiny basically then allowed us to go to a couple more brands. And be like, look, this is what we're doing with other brands, and everyone in the industry, if you're in construction, they know who Juice and are. Yeah, you know, they're a massive, massive, massive yeah, brand. So it was this thing where it, was, it gave us so much credibility so early on. Yeah. Um, that we sort of lent on that a lot. And, and Jason is still one of our partners today. You know, we've, we've kept them on board. Long-standing, yeah. Um, so, in terms of that first, yeah, yeah. in terms of that first piece of content, do you remember what kind of engagement it got? Was it? Did it go off? Or it wasn't like it, it. It didn't go off like. I mean, we've had some stuff that just like we did a piece of direct line actually, not too long after that. So we used the Jason case study to go to direct line. We got them on board for a year. The first video we did for direct line got like thirty-seven million views. It was that Grand National one where mm. I fell into a hole. Um, oh yeah, I know the one. Yeah. So the engagement, I think the engagement was still good, but you're talking like a couple of thousand comments and it was nothing that was like, it, it didn't go into like the tens of thousands um, like the Dark Nine one did. Hmm. Um, but, you know, back then, again, you're sort of talking early, early days there and 
particularly if you look at it within construction, no one was getting that public engagement. No one was getting those views. It's just something that you could do. It was mm. um, unheard of. So it just gave us that level then to step on. And then, and then really, it's mad really because we'd, we'd moved, we'd gone from how many was it? There was, there was six of us in the business at the end of that year. We moved to a, a new office just to get more space. Um, and it was like 200 quid more a month so we were like sorry just do it it, it yeah. felt stupid that we were doing it because it was just so much bigger and then that year we went from six to like like 20 of us and, and that's where it really kicked on and sort of turned us into this like proper media business were you guys doing um you know kind of getting ad revenue and that kind of thing as well like through the on the tools website or yeah very early on like i mean a couple of months after we started the business we we started driving traffic to um the website we were doing like three four five grand a month and then and then it, it literally just stopped overnight yeah. uh, i remember it was like early december and it was all to do with facebook change our algorithm and driving traffic and we didn't know what we were doing either like we had no clue so early doors we just thought we'd like land on purpose of the app to help people find tradespeople both ends so it was help people find a job and equally help tradespeople uh, help employers find tradespeople we didn't want to mess around with money we didn't want to do any of that we just wanted to connect them Mm. but But i suppose the community was doing that right yeah and and it became this thing where we wanted this platform that we wouldn't we would never monetize the tradespeople you know Mm. we wanted we didn't want that penny gap there but then we were like well brands aren't really going to want to advertise through this if the churn has slowed down and people are only using the app once every two months. It's not, a, um, it's not something we're going to uh, be able to do well enough at the time. I think there's, there's still a real urge across the company to solve the recruitment problems because it's, it's still the same. Yeah. It's changed. <laughs> you know, it's five years ago now. Yeah, um, I can so I, I think we've still got plans to try and, and I think we're in a much better position now to, you know, gather data, understand the position of mm. it. We've got, you know, way more money now to yeah. look at these these things. So I think it's definitely something we'll still look at. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously you guys started off as being, you know, product led in terms of that was what you were making your money on. As you, you know, you mentioned about your first 800 quid and then that amazing Christmas where you did 15 grand. Um, and now it's kind of feels like it's gone full circle in that space, isn't it? Because everything, you know, product is so important. You guys tempted to go back into the product space? Yeah, let's, let's talk of it. But um, I think when we'll do it, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of like updates coming out at the moment with regards to shops and, and lives. So we, we've been trying to work with Facebook for a, for a long time now on, on building out this um, a live feature that would allow you to purchase through that. Um, and, and that's something that's rolling out now. Yeah. which we're really excited about. So this will be a uh, product that will you'll be able to, I mean, you, you must have seen the, the launch of Facebook shops where you can now purchase fully the whole process without leaving the platform, yeah. whereas before it would like drive you to mm-hmm. wherever. And then within that, because you've got a shop link to your group or your page, you, and then when you're driving, when you're doing lives, you'll be able to like, highlight a product we'll be able to watch the live click the product and buy it without leaving the live yeah. or at least without leaving the platform <clears throat> we think there's something massive there okay. you know, it's, it's QVC with the audience already engaged and we do a lot of lives um, and what always have done you know we have done for years and it's something we sort of jumped on quite early and, and kept running and I think in particular now with like with the community with the only budget community that we've got I think that's where product yeah product sales that, that's where we'll, we'll be looking for that space definitely but it, but it's how it's done isn't it you know, whilst everyone loves selling product no one wants to hold it because that's just an expensive game and I think and, unless that's your core business yeah, it's not a smart thing for us to do so 
okay. just got to get that get that right. Up in. Yeah, nice. So obviously, you know, talking about on a budget, you know, you know, we can't uh, we can't not talk about the the kind of transition in terms of um, well, the creation of Electric House. So um, obviously, you were you functioned as on the tools. And yeah, uh, so we we actually officially became Electric House last October. It was just the the, the inability we had to separate ourselves. The, so you imagine with this. Um, on the front end of it all, and what people can see, is that we're a really authentic trades-related, construction industry-related um, Facebook page, Instagram page, you know, community um, uh, publisher. That I think because of the type of content we we put out and the relevancy with it, that the theme was really that it was run by you know just run by a few tradespeople who were just doing it as a as a laugh. Um, yeah. Whereas the reality was at that point, um, you know, you're talking like the start of 2018 here. There's like 30 people in an office, and we're, we're like we're a media business. Yeah, you're a no one really, media. No one knows that we're creating the content. No one's, mm. you know, it's just it's we're not done a very good job of telling that story. So when we were going in front of brands, sometimes it's just like that's what they thought it was as well. It's becoming really difficult to explain. And as well, you look at the, the direction of, of the company itself. On the tool needs to stay trade related. It needs to stay at that core. It needs to have a purpose. It needs that connecting construction thing is a real thing. We need to make sure that the people driving that. And yeah. we were all concentrating on the media side of it and making money with doing deals. The content side, you know, we were like, well, we've got to do more with the content. And we were like, look, the only way we can do this is by building something that, that sits above on the tool. We knew that we were going to end up acquiring and building more community. And and that's where, you know, all, all became in, in, it was in, it was in, it's probably in the planning for like 18 months, yeah. you know, and then we had, uh, we had six months thinking about whether we should do it or not and how that would work. And then, then we engaged with you guys and then and started to sort of, or you engaged with us actually, I think, wasn't yeah. it? You, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I spoke so, to you. Anyway. I um, slid into your DMs. And, and then that that became something then that became more real because we could we could sort of see a partnership looming and something that we and and, and I think as as it went on we were like this isn't something we might have to do or sh- you know could do it's like something we've got to do like yeah. the sooner we get this done the better and then that's where but it's hard right you know you can't just like magic uh, we were very fond of you know and, and loyal to on the tools you yeah, know that baby and, yeah. and what we didn't want to do is then just create something that had no meaning and no relevancy above that and then because we, because it had no meaning and no relevancy we just preferred back to on the tools again we were a bit worried that we just wouldn't like mm, the new brand yeah, you know? yeah was it a big consideration uh, as well in terms of your existing community yeah and i think there's just the, it's just an unusual thing to do isn't it you create a brand that people love yeah and that's the business and then everything's going so well with it, you have to create another business to rename mm, the yeah. whole thing. It's like, it really does, on paper, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, of course. Because of its success, we have to sort of step away from it from B2B. So we had no, no brand that we could go and have a B2B conversation mm. about or like with, whereas with On The Tools, you do it and it just became, we were B2C and B2B and we had this like personality problem. And it, and it, and it look, it's the best decision we've ever made. Electric House solved that problem. Yeah, um, and and what have the what have been you know what have been the key key milestones since becoming Electric House for you? Like you know anything from I suppose you know you've got your new amazing office, which obviously uh, the COVID uh, coincided nicely with that yeah. in terms of moving in. But you know milestones in terms of clients, what that kind of thing. What's what's been the change? Yeah, I think we've definitely had milestones in terms of clients. It's probably stuff I can't. Unfortunately, I can't let you talk about which makes it right. hush, but we can't. But we've, but I think we've won. Difference has definitely been. I mean, look, Barstone has actually launched in October as Electric House is amazing for the team. Yeah. But it felt like because we'd we'd had this office move planned as well for such a long period of time. And probably from the point we'd already sort of caught with the name of the brand and we've been working on things. Yeah. We knew we were moving and we knew where we were moving to as well. Mm-hmm. But because of, you know, contracts and all that and, and other um, tenants, we couldn't get in there. So it became this, um, we were going to launch as Electric House in October because we were moving in October and then the move got delayed and we were like, well, we can't just keep delaying Electric House being launched. We've got to do it. So it was almost like, I think, Externally, we launched and people knew that we'd done that. But internally, we've not quite made that. It's still out. We had like we got a new sign put outside the door, but it still had to be on the talk sign there as well. And yeah. it just didn't really feel like we'd, we'd made that. So then when we moved, that it was like a celebration of the brand again, mm. which was really nice because it was like you'd seen the we seen the brand come to life because of the office, you know, and all the hard work you guys have done on the branding. We we, we now started to like visualize that throughout 
like the atmosphere and and, and yeah, the, the, the place we're yeah. going to be at. Yeah, so I think that was a massive step for us. And I think because of that, weirdly, since we, we've moved into that office, I think because of the hype we, we put around that and the amount of content we put out about it, we've definitely would work and have brand approaches that we never would have approached us if we were just still on the tour. Yeah, not in a million years. Amazing. Um, so, in terms of in terms of like like you you know from our perspective when we when we we work with you guys and obviously you know ever since the day that we came you know you guys came in a room with us and in terms of the brand workshop we knew we knew we needed to create a a new entity a new business that like represented you as people and as you say you know you were so attached to the on the tools. Um, you know, business and community, but you knew you needed to make a step away. But it had to, it had to evoke that kind of emotion, that kind of passion, that that type of thing, which you guys have transcended amazingly. And one thing I am, I I think is super interesting, and um, something that you've nailed is the is the vlogging aspect of things, um, where you, you know your guys' infectious personalities definitely come across. And, and to me, you guys are the original kind of vloggers in terms of a on, in terms of a business perspective, because you you know you guys were doing it as on the tools and now you're kind of um doing it again as electric house how how is that especially you know you guys have managed to nail it during this lockdown thing as well in terms of actually engaging in interesting content what what is the the vlogging life like yeah i, I feel like i'm not as involved in it at, at the minute i think i have like really you know being completely honest i have like really good days and really off days with the whole vlogging thing. <laughs> hence, hence why like i don't do that much self vlogging you'll see like yeah um, most of the time, it's either my girlfriend Kelly filming me as like almost she's become Jamie's like unpaid intern, <laughs> um, or it'll be like on a call like this. You yeah. know, I find it a lot easier when I'm with people. Of course, yeah. um, to, to do it because it's just I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe that's just the way I, I operate. I, I don't know. Um, but I think we've done. I think the guys have done an incredible job considering. So we went. You know, yeah, we've done vlogging for like years and years. Mm. Um, uh, from a business perspective, something we did in, I think we started it in like 2017. Yeah. Um, but we did a weekly one and then we seen Goat doing the daily and we thought, you know, we should, they're having some good success with that. It looks great. Get a real good insight into the business. But we, at the time, we couldn't really afford to sort of build a team around that and, and, mm. and do that. But then, we, you know, we got closer to that and we was like, okay, let, let's roll that out. And then we started the daily bowl three days before we had to shut the office down. Oh. So Jamie and, <laughs> and his team had set up, you know, we thought like, just that they built everything. They just had new stars and then everything ready for it. Planning into how it's going to be done because it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, it, the timing on daily vlogs and it's not so bad now because uh, we've made them slightly shorter. But I think that's one because of the situation, but actually two because they just tend to do a little bit better through LinkedIn. After a bit of time, we've realised where the sweet spots are. Yeah, that's good. But it's hard work, you know, and, and they they need to make sure that they've got enough content. The edit is, is there's got to be. Um, done in the right way. Other things crop up, and but you can't miss. You can't miss it. You know, yeah. it's not like. And this is the one thing we said was like, we're going to do this. There's no, there's no excuse. There's no, there's no way that a vlog doesn't go out. It's not like, oh, we can't do it today because whatever. It just it's got yeah, to go it has out. To go, yeah. Because no, it's all about consistency. You can't yeah. do a daily vlog and then once every couple of weeks keep missing an episode. That's not how it works. Mm. Um, so it's really hard work, and the, and the guys have, have, have smashed it. You know, and I, I'm really pleased with the way that they've been able to capture the team through the lockdown and content nightmare isn't it in terms of a challenge and i think everyone's been talking about death by zoom everyone's on video calls constantly oh um, and when you're kind of rehashing that into video content it's how to keep it how to keep it interesting yeah because everyone you know uh, myself included everyone's sick of, of looking and watching other people do zoom calls and stuff like that and it's trying to get that bearing i think it's helped a little bit now that jamie can get out a bit mm. because the rules have been relaxed and, and stuff but again we've been we were super strict on that and really mindful of, of the content. You've got to be really careful with this balance, isn't it, of like making the content interesting, but equally not making a lot of you, you know, that you're reckless ones of our, our songs that mm. go against all the all the guidelines and everything. Yeah, of um, so it's, it's been a tough task for them, but I think they've done a, a really good job. And, and I think, you know, we love we love being able to capture what we do. And it's something that I'm actually really looking forward to is that when this is all said and done, it's, it's all been captured, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And there's not, there's not going to be, I don't think there's many people on the journey of, of their business. There's a handful that will be able to look back on that journey and actually watch it again. Bit, bit of a time capsule, and, right? <laughs> what about your clients? Do they, do they, do you think they see value in terms of that transparency and seeing you as people and personalities? You know what? I think they do. And I think that's something that we, we really, 
we are really passionate about making sure that we don't create something that isn't us. And, and I suppose what I mean by that is, is nothing that's, I know Jamie will, Jamie will try and set up certain conversations, things like that. Um, but there's nothing that's, um, you know, based on themes or what's happening in the news or whatever, but nothing's fake, nothing's ever set up in a way where it's like, right, I need you to read this out or, mm. you know, we just don't do that. And, yeah. you know, we've worked on each covering off what, what we're good at talking about and what we want to talk about as well. So within that blog, you know, and, and this is the work we do with you guys, we've now got like three personal brands within the blog that, that, and we, we try and, as, as three individuals, myself, Andy and Adam, we try and then, you know, concentrate on our sort of colors, uh, uh, pillars of content so mm. that that makes it a bit more honest, you know, yeah, and I course. think that's the key part for us is that we always want to just be really transparent and authentic mm. because anyone can like create a load of content that, that, that's set up. But we're a little bit like, well, if we're honest, we tend to think that people appreciate that, they warm to us more, and, you know, if you want to pull it, will trip down to something like people but just buy from people don't they you know yeah. it, it, you, it's simple in that respect it, you know it's uh, so I think us having something that people can see and you know sometimes it is a bit there's no airs and graces with it it's, it is a bit rough and ready but that's us yeah, we're not course. polished mm. we're not a polished machine um, <laughs> who is <laughs> uh, yeah but, uh, you know and it's not something I think the brand is becoming more polished definitely and I think as the business with our processes and things but if you're talking about like me as a personality yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm no, I'm not the, the all-knowing CEO. I don't know. Like, there's loads of stuff I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. That it's the first time I've done it, and I'll be honest about that. And what I know, I know, and what I don't, I don't. Yeah. And, and, and that's how we, that's how we operate the business. But we, you know, individually, none of us are like rock stars. Mm. But together, we've got this, um, we've got this chemistry together as a business that that yeah. makes us succeed. And uh, whether that's through just the fact that we'll work harder than other people, or whether it's just there's a bit of magic in us all joining together, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's it's clear to see in terms of that authenticity and that passion as well. And um, I think that's super important. And you know, you're talking about you're not an all-knowing CEO, and you're a you know you're a human being, you're a real person, and you don't know everything. I think that's that's an all-important message now, and I think that's important to brands. And you see it through, you know, different campaigns, and you know the way brands communicate now in terms of authenticity is so important, especially at the moment. Um, and I think that yeah, that transcends um, quite clearly with you guys, which is amazing. Just in terms of in terms of on a budget, I think like I'm keen to talk about that. I suppose finally as part of the you know we've covered on the tools, we've covered um, electric yeah. house. So just a bit of I suppose an overview is um, what is on a budget, and I suppose how did you come to you know start working with on a budget, bringing it under the umbrella, and also like how how you how you monetize uh, a Facebook community. So on a budget is a community uh, mainly built of women in the UK that share ideas and save money in the home uh, across a load of different verticals like um, DIY, gardening, cooking, parenting, travel, fashion and beauty, crafts. And we started work, so we got introduced to a lady called Tony, Tony Trevelyan, who, who so Tony is the founder of, of On A Budget. And bizarrely, and um, she started on a Friday night drunk, you know, so me and Ab were like, <laughs> there's yeah, a trend here, you know there's a trend here. Uh, trend. <laughs> we only partner with people that get pissed on a Friday. Uh, ama- so, amazingly, it's uh, how Love Gun started as well. Tom and I went to the party, we were having a bit of a moan and we realised, let's do this ourselves. Yeah, exactly, and I think, so Tony had basically, she, I think we were like an ex-partner, she was living with him and, and she was like, she wanted to decorate the house but do it on a budget. He wasn't really interested in trying to help, so she set up a Facebook group and asked for help whilst drinking red wine and trying to like wallpaper the, the wall, I think. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a great story. And then overnight, there were 600 people joined that Facebook group. Mm. And then I think by the next day, there was like 2,000. And she was like, wow. And, and now... You roll forward, and, and so we, we met Tony the end of 2000, and what are we in? What are we? 2020, <laughs> at the end of 2018, end of 2018, and then, and then we partnered in January 2019, and, and on a budget became part of Electric House. And Tony's moved up to Birmingham now, which is amazing. Uh, so she was from Essex, and, and she's moved up to, to uh, Birmingham. She's in the office of, you know, every day when, when we're actually in the office. Um, and on a budget has now become the fastest. I, I don't know of a community that's grown faster through um, through Facebook. It's, so, uh, so Leon, and so on a practical level, if I want to join on a budget on Facebook, what is the yeah? What what are the steps in terms of? I suppose it's just you know what is what is a community? So it's a group of people that have got shared interests ultimately, and this is how these groups work. You know, yeah. and the reason we split the verticals out is that 
so the, the the first group that started was the DIY on a budget, and, and that is the like the biggest, most engaged, 1.9 million people in a closed Facebook group, which is insane. Wow. Um, most pages don't get to that size, let alone groups. And it is just the most engaged community I've ever seen. Mm. A thousand posts a day going to this group. A thousand. Um, a thousand a day. Wow. There's some some people who are in that group who comment anywhere between 600 and 900 times a month. You know, you think about that on a daily basis. That's serious engagement. That's like you know, they're on that a lot. Mm. Um, from that, we then create content as well that goes onto the main Facebook page and Instagram channel as well, and it's YGTV. So we're creating content now that either comes out of like ideas or hacks or what people have done with their living rooms or with all their gardens. And, it, and it's a lot of inspiration, you know, ultimately people go in there to get ideas, instructions or, or sort of guidance on, on things and looking for, uh, for bargains on people sharing ideas and where they've got things from. And you think about this as a lockdown community, and that's what's, you know, the growth of it. I think there was 70,000 new members last month. Tony's been, I think she's done about 25 radio interviews last month. She's uh, done an interview with Nicola Mendelssohn, who's the vice president of Facebook. The, the, the brand itself become this, like, lockdown heaven, because mm. people are trying to, what are people trying to do at the moment? We're in a massive recession, and we can't leave our houses. Like, they're <laughs> just trying to look for ideas on yeah. like crafts or cooking or DIY or gardening, like people doing with houses, people doing with gardens, and they're trying to save money. And this like answers both of those those problems. Um, and, and it's something now that it's become such a, a stronghold within Electric House because it's one because of the demo, because it's unusual to be able to grab so many UK women into sort of like one brand and mm. um, one one set of communities. And two, because of the engagement, the engagement yeah. is just next level. Um, yeah. You know, like four times the size of uh, engagement-wise, like on the yeah, on the tools is one of the most engaged communities in the UK. Maybe. So you, you get a level of where yeah. this thing sits. So in terms of um, if, if I'm a if I'm a brand and you know I'm I suppose creating content for a closed community, what type of what types of type of brands are you working with there, or you know how how are you kind of I suppose monetizing it? So there's, there's a, a number of different ways in, you know, groups are very different to pages. So we've still got the page, um, which again is growing at, um, around anywhere between sort of 100,000 and 150,000 a month. And so that is where we produce content distribute back out as we would with the business model with On The Tools uh, in that respect. Groups, the way we work with, with brands is uh, on an insight level. So whether that be like product research, market research, whatever that might be, it's yeah. a really great way of engaging people cool. and getting... Yeah. A, you know, thousands and thousands of responses within 24 hours. Because you've got that ready, you've got that, that community ready built, right? That's, that's invaluable. There, you know, so when you think about it from a, a quantitative perspective of, of market research, we can hit thousands and thousands of people within a day and, mm. and solve that problem. So that, that's one way. You can do the qualitative where we're doing, we're building up smaller groups of people to do more um, sort of hard hitting market research, which again, we've got the access to the people. The other thing that we've, we've started to roll out now, which I think we're, we're doing a launch off within the next two weeks, is um, brand access to these groups. So with the closed, closed groups, yeah, brands can't access them. They can access yeah, them as a person. Yeah. But the moment they start putting links in to drive anyone to a brand, they get removed. And the admins and the moderators are like super hot on that. Mm. You just won't get away with it. So we've now, Facebook have launched a feature where you can give brands the access to that group. So this is like a, it's a retained partnership. Ultimately, it's, it's a subscription for a brand. Okay, yeah. That so you'll be able to access millions and millions of people in the UK. One, engage with them as your brand, answer questions as your brand. Post in the group a certain amount of times, run competitions in the group to collect data, all these things. So there's, it's a, like a hotbed for brands to be able to come into and actually engage. And I think, it works twofold in the sense that it gives you uh, access to people and, and, and definitely will, will create sales. But the other side of it is it builds your brand and will build your following on on Facebook yeah. without that out. So the really unique product in a way that brands probably don't realize is available. Mm. And, and, and even ultimately, if they want to access that community, they can't. So we think that's going to be super, super powerful for us. Um, and then there's things like obviously the, the, the shops and lives that are going to be coming out. Mm. And then campaigns as normal, um, because there's different ways of, you know, the data you get back on groups in terms of the information from the post level. So on, on Facebook pages, you get every last bit of detail you could hope for in terms of like stats. At group level, you just don't get that. It's not the same. Now, Facebook are building that as a product, okay. but it's just not quite there yet. Yeah. 
So we tend to work differently um, in groups when we're trying to create uh, campaign. There's ways where we'll you've almost got you've got these sort of like influencers within the groups. You can use those then to, to push content out as well. So you can't approach um, a campaign in a group in the same way that you would uh, a page. You know, like, oh, we'll get you a million views because you don't you can even tell a client you've got a million views. Yeah, you don't get that. You don't get that detail. It's <laughs> amazing. So um, it's it's like its own mini kind of ecosystem in terms of there are influences within is. within. So imagine. On a budget is the world. You've got these influencers that network within this 1.9 million people. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So it's interesting. Never, it's, you know, it's a bubble within a bubble. Yeah. But it's, um, it's so on point and so niche that because we've got all these different verticals out, outlined now, that mm. you think if you're a food brand, we can get in, you can put, whether that be insight into product launches or whether it be that you just want to offer certain things. Same with home brands, DIY, gardening, gardening at the moment. You know, that group is is, uh, is flying. There's, there's so many things that you've got um, the opportunity for. So we're really excited about uh, the group aspect. Really, really excited about it. Amazing. Yeah, as I said, super, super interesting. And I think in terms of that, yeah, that that whole that whole bubble, which uh, yeah, super, super cool. Finally, what what is the what does the next year look like for Electric House? Then, what well, obviously you know, it's a, this is a tricky question because no one knows what the next yeah. month's going to look like, let alone the next six to a year. But what is what is what what does success or you know where where do you want to be in a year's time? Apart from you know out out of your out of your house. <laughs> yeah, and we'd like to be back in the office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so I think look, we've actually got some really big things bubbling at the minute. It, we we could end up winning some some of the biggest things we've we've ever won bizarrely, which is really great. But you never know whether they're going to pull off or not. Where would we want to be? I think from our perspective, it's it's you know the next six months of survival, aren't they? You know, we're not a big enough business at the minute to be like, oh, we're found. If mm. this isn't going to affect us, we'd be absolutely lying if if we said that. So I think our main objective at the moment, if you sort of go short term, is like, right, get to the end of the year on scale, don't lose money, don't go backwards, and then almost sort of restart again from next year. We're definitely focusing on on a budget a lot more at the moment in terms of product and new revenue models. I think this this period of time has really one thing it has shown is that we were probably getting a little bit complacent. We've, we've gone back to a startup mode, like mm. without a doubt. Yeah. Everyone's back against the wall. We're looking at the way we can start new revenue models. We've got new ideas coming out. We've got things that are in the planning now that will launch towards the start of next year. But if we haven't gone through this period, it would not have happened mm. without a doubt. Yeah. You know, and I think that's been really really good for us that we've, been, we've become way more innovative again uh, we're, we're always looking at, at these new revenue models now and I think so we've got an aim really now that at the end of next year we'll have like triple the amount of revenue models we've got right now which what does that mean we don't know you know of, of that you might only get two to pull off but that's yeah. the idea isn't it I think We've, we've got to become so focused on the media business and our campaigns and uh, distribution that actually we sort of, I think we've become a bit lazy of, of opportunity. Uh, or we won't do that because it might not pull off or it might be too much hard work to, to, to make the money we're making now, but things don't start like that, you know. So do you think it's less, less risk averse then in terms of. Um, you, we, uh, you, you mean we'd become less risk averse? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think, well, I don't know if it was risk. I think it was, um, you know what I think it was, actually? I think it was arrogance. I think it was like, oh, that's not going to make enough money quick enough as we're making here, so we shouldn't do it. Mm. It's almost like we'd lost the, um, you know, we've very much, the business has been built around, and, and, and we sort of pride ourselves on playing the long game with everything and doing it in the right way, you know, not taking the shortcuts because we can make a load more cash now. But mm. we, we try and play long because we know that we, we can last longer doing that and yeah. um, making making the foundations a bit more solid. And I think we'd become a bit like, yeah, I think a bit arrogant to, oh, well, that's not going to make money quick enough, so we're not going to do it. Whereas I think now we've got no choice but to look at new revenue models that we're yeah, like, okay, yeah. you know, if that only makes a thousand pound a month for the next year, that's good. That's great, guys. That's great. Keep doing <laughs> that. And, helps, yeah. and I think, I think what will happen is, is that of those ones that are doing that, you'll get you'll get something you can double down on and it will make, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand a month and that's where it then becomes becomes more different. So I think it's surviving at the moment and it's we're at innovation stage at the moment, which is yeah. great. Um, exciting stage to be in. Yeah, it is. It, it feels really exciting again. I said, mm. you know, we've, we've had a few chats about it and whilst it's been a bit stressful this period, I, we've really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, 
wish it hadn't happened and you know uh, definitely wouldn't want to see everything that's been happening with people's health and the economy but I can't say that I haven't enjoyed you know I've loved spending more time at home with 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 Cal and, and the business has been able to adapt and I yeah. think we've with that ironically we've actually become closer as a business mm. and as, uh, as, as colleagues and friends than we've ever been but, yeah. know, well, it gives you the, it gives you a chance to step back, doesn't it? And you've got, as you say, you've got no choice but to innovate because um, it's a it's a different world, and you need to survive of the fittest to an extent. So it's actually yeah, like yeah. you know, how are we going to do things differently? And you know, we you, you guys are amazing team. Um, and if you, you check out the the daily vlogs, as I said, these guys are putting everything out there in the open with their, their daily videos. Check out uh, On A Budget's community and keep an eye on these guys because, um, yeah, you're going from strength to strength. Um, and how we how we like to finish these is obviously it's all been about Lee Wilcox, but it's one shout-out. So um, you can shout-out anybody you like. One person that, that deserves a shout-out this week. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go with um, Kelly Craddock, my girlfriend. She doesn't deserve a shout-out this week. Just this whole period. So I've, like... You know, Kelly runs her own business as well. She's she's a uh, runs a recruitment business that's been hit. You know, the needs have been chopped off it, so she's not been she's not been working um, at all. She went from employing her first, uh, taking her first person on and get, getting her first employee, to then three months later being like, "Holy shit, yeah. I haven't got a business at the minute." Mm. But she's just supported me so much through this period. I, uh, you know. It's been really hard in the sense that I think in most cases I'm a very positive person and I, and I sort of try and you know get through things and it takes a lot to sort of like knock me over. But there was periods of time through you know through the last three months where I've had like big wobbles, thinking, "Holy shit! Like we're gonna like business is gonna disappear." Yeah. You know, we employ sixty-two people, and I was like, "This thing might crumble in front of my eyes." And um, she's just done everything possible to make sure that I'm like staying motivated and whether that's because she's just going to drag me out on a walk or on a run or <laughs> you know she's just like made made like amazing food and she's done the garden like she like completely like reimagined the garden we didn't have before to so been able to sit out there and get some sunshine yeah. she's just been uh she's just been epic Mm. Um, is the only only word I can say. So well, she's getting shout out. Love that, absolutely love it. And obviously, you know, you're a, you're a great team as Electric House, but you're also a great team at home as well. Which um, love that. Yeah, so man. big up to Kelly Craddock um, and Lee. Thank you so much for your time. Take care, and we will speak soon. Later, Taters. See you. You've been listening to FYI, the podcast featuring the biggest challenges in business and marketing. FYI was brought to you by Love Gun an award-winning branding and design agency based in London. Subscribe, follow and share on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for plenty more where this came from.